Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins podcast, a podcast which showcases the experiences of students and early career professionals working in the alternative protein industry, and provides advice on how you can start a career in this revolutionary field. My guest today is Nicole Chang, an Associate Process Development Engineer at Perfect Day. Perfect Day, which is based in Berkeley, California, is a company that creates molecularly identical dairy proteins without the use of animals through their innovative fermentation process using microflora. Perfect Day's proteins are actually animal proteins, but are created without using animals. Nicole works in the downstream processing department and helps filter and clean the fermented product from the bioreactors into the final proteins for consumers. These proteins are currently used in ice cream brands, including Brave Robot, Reuters, Nix, as well as cream cheese from Modern Kitchen, protein powder from Matrieve, and California Performance Company, and many more. I've tried the ice cream made from Perfect Day's proteins and was blown away by how amazing it was. The company's technology will enable it to use its proteins in yogurt, cheese, and other dairy products in the future. Nicole's journey to Perfect Day is fairly typical of a fresh college graduate who wants to work in the alternative protein industry, which is exactly why I want to showcase it here. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicole. Hello, Nicole, and welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. One of the first questions I usually ask my guests is, what inspired you to get into the alternative protein space? Well, can't come from two directions. So one, identity job crisis of what am I doing with my life? What do I want to do? I have a background in chemical engineering. So that's a very traditionally like oil and gas or big pharma slash not very environmentally friendly things that people would go into. And I was trying to look for something that I wouldn't feel terrible working on in my day-to-day life. So first I went to Renewable Energies. I was thinking about doing that. But then I thought about doing something in food. So the, the problem I had there was that I wasn't really sure what kind of innovation there would be in food. I'm a very food-oriented person, so I thought it'd be very fun to work in food. But I was worried about it kind of being boring or not having any growth. And at the same time, I ate my first Impossible Burger. It sort of put me onto this path of, oh, making burgers out of not a live animal is possible. And really some processed meats like burger patties or hot dogs don't necessarily need to be made from meat. So the realization that that was possible and I myself am kind of a carnivore and being able to be convinced by eating it myself, I thought there's actually a viable space and a viable product here. So then that brought me to look into what is the Impossible Burger? Can I work on it? And brought me to the alternate protein space, which is very exciting and kind of happens to line up with my background in chemical engineering, which is very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really interesting story. Now, tasting that product really inspired you to realize that this is a growing field and there's potential for me to work in it. Yeah, 
eating the Impossible Burger and actually seeing the product and experiencing it, I think was very convincing for me to actually take it seriously as a career option, actually going into alternative proteins. It kind of also covers that concern I had about food not being innovative. I had conversations with other people in the kind of the traditional food industry, and they were mentioning it's very well established. So there might not be that much new things to do. So alternative protein, I think, really solves that problem that I was battling with of a lack of innovation in food. So can you tell me the story about how you landed your job? Yeah, I graduated during the pandemic and was kind of struggling finding a job. I was still living in Baltimore at the time and just applying online. The first thing I did was try to learn more about the industry because I didn't really know that much. So I went onto the Good Food Institute's pages. Those are very good resources for learning about the industry and kind of establishing communities because while still in Baltimore, there are a couple networking events that the Good Food Institute put on, which I found very helpful because it allowed me to have conversations with people that are actually in the space and get into the details of the science behind it or what the different rules were. When you first Google alternate proteins, a lot of news articles are just very marketing-y. It feels like it's more marketed to consumers or potential investors. So having those conversations were very helpful for me as someone who's trying to actually find a role. My lease in Baltimore was up. <laughs> I moved out to the Bay Area because I realized that a lot of the alternative protein companies and startups are in the Bay Area. And I family in California as well. So my parents were encouraging me to move out here. Within about two to three months after moving here, I managed to land this job at Perfect Day. So I really just applied online on their website. I didn't know anyone that was at Perfect Day. I was trying to reach out to people on LinkedIn at various companies, but I never actually ended up having a conversation with someone in this role. I did discover that someone from my university actually works at Perfect Day, but she works in marketing. So it's totally unrelated in the sense of my role. But it was helpful to hear about the culture or how she felt in general about working there and for team dynamic and stuff like that. And especially how they were handling the pandemic. So I managed to talk to her actually after my first interview with Perfect Day. So I don't think that had any impact, but it was most definitely helpful to talk to her about it. So was that your only job prospect at the time? No, I had a couple others. So I had also applied to Possible and there was another smaller startup. I don't recall what the name is now. Another reason I moved to the Bay Area is because I was in the final stages of an Impossible interview. But after I moved, I was told it didn't work out. And this process took months. It was two weeks between each interviewer section, at least a very long time to be waiting on news about this role that I may or may not get. And then with the smaller startup, I don't think they had an HR interview. It was just straight to one of their team leads. So I had an interview with them, I think about a day or two before the second Perfect Day interview. So these things were going on at the same time. And then Perfect Day just moved so fast. I was like, wow. I mean, 
it feels nice because being offered a job was great, but also that it wasn't dragged on forever. Because I feel like with some of the larger companies, these processes definitely can be dragged on for a long time. What was the application slash hiring process like at Perfect Day? The process was pretty fast, actually. I think it was a lot of luck and good timing because I think I applied on a Thursday or a Friday. And then by the next Monday, they had already scheduled an interview with me. And then there were three rounds of interviews. So one with the HR representative, then the second one with the team lead and the third with some members on the team. And within about a week or so, they sent me an offer, which was extremely fast, (laughs) in my opinion. Yeah, I know. My mom always jokes like, oh, it is really your perfect day. It was nice that the perfect day moved so fast. And they also gave me an opportunity to tour the facility. So they're like, we want to hear back by Friday. Are you free on Thursday to come and we'll give you a little tour? So what made you decide to accept the position at Perfect Day? One, getting a job. Because job searching is already the worst. Sending your resume into the ether. In the pandemic, there isn't really anything else you can do. You're just stuck in your own house, applying to things. Two, getting a job actually in alternative protein is kind of a dream role. And three, the facility is very nice. They recently moved to a new facility. I walked around, I was like, wow, these are nice labs. I would not be terribly depressed working in a lab like this. I think especially compared to some of the research labs I worked in in college, some of those, there are no windows in there. You don't know what time it is. But the perfect day facilities are very, very nice. I think that also might have pushed me over the edge to accept this role. Nice. Well, I'm glad they were able to entice you with the very appealing labs. Yeah. So in terms of timeline, how long was it between when you graduated and when you accepted your offer at Perfect Day? I'm pretty sure it was like nine months. It was quite a long time from graduating in May and then getting the position in February. I'm glad you asked that question, though, because especially when you're in it, it's hard to tell how long does it usually take for people? What are the normal timelines? There's most definitely a lot of times where I was just trying to apply to things being like, this is taking so long. But I had a conversation with someone else and she was also like, yeah, it took me nine months, but I think that was pre-pandemic even. So don't fret if you're still in the process, even if it takes longer than nine months. Sometimes things just take time. So how did you stay motivated during those nine months? I think it helped that I didn't know that much about the industry at the very start. I had been looking into it here and there in passing, not seriously, seriously looking for jobs. I knew the basics, but the first couple of months, I sort of gave to myself as time to learn about the industry, to mm-hmm. going to the Good Food Institute, keeping up with their events because they host quite a few events. Networking was a big part of it. I think staying motivated was just talking to people, just networking even with people that aren't necessarily in the space. It was just nice to talk to people because pandemic and I was not seeing other people other than my roommates, but just learning a lot about the wide variety of roles there are in the space and how different people end up in the space because there's people going from all sorts of places, which was very interesting to me. I think when you're networking, 
when people try to connect you to other people and you're trying to establish time, it helps the time pass because it feels like you're doing something. You're having conversations with people, you're setting up new meetings. And I had an Excel of my job applications because that's the only way I could keep track of them because there's just so many things going on at the same time and making sure I follow up with people. But I think it is mainly that I'm quite extroverted. I'm a very people person. So talking to people most definitely kept me motivated through that time. It was also nice that some of the people I was talking to, they tend to be older and established and they would give their encouraging words. I mean, even the ones that couldn't really help me that much, they're like, sounds like you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. Do not despair. And while in the moment you're like, it's not helpful to me, I think that it actually helps a little bit, at least to know that people are out there and willing to help. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking with people who are a little bit further down the road than you are can really be inspiring knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So could you tell me a little bit more about your specific role at Perfect Day and describe what you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, sure. So I'm an associate process development engineer with the downstream processing department. We make fermentation-based proteins. So if you're familiar with beer, it's kind of a similar thing. So we have a fermentation team and they do their magic. And that downstream processing is basically taking what fermentation gives us and turning it into the proteins, basically cleaning them up, isolating it and washing the protein until we get to our final product. So day to day, we have some routine fermentation tank processes that we do. Fermentation is also doing their experiments. So they'll experiment with whatever conditions they're working with. And then we'll just process those down the line. So then we can do testing at the end with the end product. But we also do our own experiments tweaking certain conditions and we work closely with the manufacturing team because sometimes manufacturing will come back with like, oh no, you're having this problem at scale. Can you figure out if we can use less or more of this type of thing or reduce the amount of time we need to work on this process? If you're to sum it up, it's one, routine processing, two, doing optimization on RN for manufacturing and three kind of thinking of the future of the downstream process, like trying to look into totally new processes that are completely aren't related to what we're using right now. And those would be the big three things our team works on. Wow. That sounds really awesome and, and innovating. So how would you describe working at Perfect Bay? What is the company culture like? Well, I think it's very team-based. I feel like that also happens for a lot of companies, depending on which team you're on, there's kind of a different team culture. So our team culture is pretty great. The people I work with and the dynamic we have is probably my favorite part of the job. It's also nice that because Perfect Day is such a young company and with young founders, so we're a pretty young workplace. I don't want to say it feels like college. It it really doesn't. But I feel like sometimes when people graduate, they get afraid of losing that community of people that are your age. With our team and Perfect Day in general, since we're all pretty young, there's that familiarity or camaraderie. We hold each other accountable for a good work-life balance, which I think is great. When someone's taking PTO, there's never any sort of shame or they're leaving you behind or something. We understand how hard it is to take a break, but you kind of feel guilty and with us on our phones all the time, you can see the messages or the emails that are coming to you and you sort of feel the need to respond. We also do check-ins before big all-hands meetings. 
And then people just talk about what they're doing that weekend. So it's a pretty friendly, fun team environment, I'd say. All right. So you talk a lot about the work that you're, you're doing there and the company culture, but what excites you or motivates you the most about going into work every day? Probably the people. I do like going into the office and physically seeing people. And I also like wet lab work. It feels like I'm actually doing something. Whereas if I had a desk job where I'm just at my computer all day, I would feel like I was just doing nothing, even though I very well know I've done a lot of things that day. Also, my pets are kind of fun. You're really part of the process because you can physically see the results of the things you're changing or the conditions you've altered. There's nothing like having something tangible. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm a very hands-on, learn-by-doing type person. So which part of your job would you say is your least favorite? Personally, probably a bunch of the data crunching, especially if you start doing large experimental designs. You're just like, I could be doing another experiment, but I need to know what to do from this data. You get the numbers back and then you use whatever software you use to finagle it. But I'm still kind of new to data visualization software. I wish we had more of that in college. Do you think your team could benefit from someone who is just solely working on data analysis? Maybe not 100% just data, maybe an 80-20 split, because I feel it's important to have physically done it at least once or twice to know what is actually happening and what the samples mean. I've heard from friends who work in data analysis, they're like, I don't know what sample 1-2-AB is. What does that mean? So I think... An 80-20 data analysis person would probably be helpful. Okay, interesting. Well, maybe you could pitch that to your manager. So what advice do you have for people who want to get a job in the alternative protein space? One, learn about the space and the subcategories. So figure out what the different categories are and two, where your interests lie in that space. Because that is actually pretty important. I think the first thing that people will try to figure out is, oh, are you into the plant-based stuff or fermentation-based or cultivated? Because all three of those have very different approaches. To figure that out first, then talk to people. I think that's a really big part. The industry is kind of small. Everyone kind of knows everyone else. Your manager will probably know someone else at a different company. So you can talk to people about what roles they're doing, what they do day-to-day, what other up-and-coming companies you should be aware of. Knowing the names of the companies is very important. At the very start, you're like, oh, where do I go? You can't just be like, oh, with the comp size, like, oh, Apple, Microsoft, IBM. There's a lot of big names in other industries. So I think really figuring out what the names of the places are and then looking into them individually that way. And then since you did step one and know what the different categories of alternative protein are, then you can also narrow down the companies that way. You can be like, oh, this is a list of all the fermentation ones. And this is a list of all the plant-based companies. And oh, I'm more interested in plant-based. Let me just narrow it down to here. Yeah, that's a really great approach. Because this industry is so small, there's many small companies and, and startups out there that many people aren't really aware of just because they're so small. Some of them don't even have a website yet or their LinkedIn page is very minimal. But still to this day, I'm discovering new companies that I didn't even know exist. I'm like, wow, there's a company doing that. That's so cool. And reaching out, that's definitely great advice because if you're really passionate about one specific area, 
there's a bunch of startups in that area. So if you get turned down by one, you can try to find a company doing something similar. And as you noted earlier, GFI has a lot of great resources and they even have a company database of all of the companies working in the alternative protein field. You can filter through it through the various different types either plant-based or cultivated or fermentation. You can filter by location and other various things like their end product, like chicken or, or beef or milk or dairy or eggs. That's a great resource. I'll provide a link to that in the show notes. And then as you also mentioned, the second step would be connecting people and networking, I think is extremely important and is one of the most valuable things to stay motivated, but also to gain more information. Uh, that's actually how we met, I believe. Uh, you reached out to me. And as you're in your journey looking for potential companies to work for, you want to speak with someone who is working in the industry. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that you talked to me. That most definitely got me through a couple of weeks there. Networking is super important. Who knows? As you talk to people, you might discover, oh, I, I really like alternative protein stuff, but I also really like dogs. And I can work where I would make alternative protein for dogs. Because dogs do need a lot of protein. Yeah, that's a really great approach. Don't be too limited in your thinking. And don't be afraid to broaden your job search. Yeah, it's kind of like hoping for the best and plan for the worst. Sort of like look into all these different options, but know what your best case scenario or top two or three scenarios are. Okay, my absolute dream position is, for example, working on media for cells and alternative protein. And that's something very specific. And then you can go from there, branch out. Oh, if I can't do that, then I'll be fine just working in like a strain team or something. Yeah, and who's to say that that won't lead to you doing what you want to do, like working on the sell media down the road yeah because once you get in if you make your interests known you should be able to either one stay on your team and do work in that related space or you could probably switch teams depending on your company and whatever the policies are mm -hmm. so is perfect day currently hiring we are currently hiring there are a lot of roles all types of roles there's your r d roles food development food quality control tax I think we're also hiring for a senior process development engineer if you want to work on the downstream processing team. There's also a bunch of marketing things that we're looking for, and operational managers, strategy and business, supply chain. There's even accountants we're hiring for. There's a bunch of things because we're growing and we're growing real fast. Yeah, everyone has an important part to play in the business. And aside from just developing the technology, there's also the important back end, so to speak, of actually running the company and making sure it's operating smoothly. So where should people apply if they see a role they're interested in? I'd say yeah. the Perfect Day website. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to add or let our listeners know about? Don't sell yourself short. If you have a dream job or a dream sort of role, work towards it. There's most definitely a period of time where I didn't have a dream, which now I say it out loud, kind of depressing, but it's a lot nicer to know what you want because then you can work towards it. So if you have a dream to work in alternative protein, do it. We need people and their positions. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Nicole, for taking the time to share your experience. Thanks for having me. I hope that Nicole's experience 
shows that despite the long time she spent trying to find a job, it was well worth it in the end as she eventually found her dream role in the alternative protein industry. For those of you who are actively or passively in the job hunt, don't despair because there's a place for everyone, including you, to be a part of the alternative protein revolution. <laughs>